The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Morgan Black and Brad Whisker coming into the coolest music bed on the show, in my personal opinion. We're filling in for Jaylen Nye while she takes some time off in Mexico. And uh, I, I'm posing a question to Brad that he doesn't know I'm about to ask. What was your designated mode of transportation as a child? What did you roll around the streets in? A bicycle. A bicycle. Uh, where I grew up, the 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 suburb was was pretty big, so I had friends. Sort of, if you if it was just a big circle all around that circle, so it wasn't as as simple as just you know walking to to my friend's house. Some places would have taken me upwards of an hour to walk to. So, and I liked biking a lot as a kid. There were a lot of trails in the area too. So, uh, meet up with some some friends uh, as a young kid, and then just go biking around. How for, about you? For me. It was the old scooter. <laughs> I had that. Uh, I had those Razor scooters. Oh, I had one of those too. And they were deadly on your ankles. The shins took Did a you? beating. <laughs> I I remember I um I bruised my big toe like an old the whole nail. Well, it's because it you tried gross. to do that trick, right? Yeah, Where yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You would jump off the scooter and try to spin the scooter a full revolution around, but you would likely never make it all the way around, and your feet would come down a little early and whack right into the side of your shin. So after I I had the Razor scooter, I came home one day, I think it was like my grade six grad present, and uh, my grandpa had gotten, he, he, he bought my sister and I these almost like fat bike scooters. They had like big wheels. So, I mean, this is just my long way of saying I love scooters. <laughs> They're a lot of fun, but you don't get anywhere fast on the Razor scooter. No, you, you also don't get anywhere fast on the on the big wheel scooter. It was very exhausting. You could go over better terrain, but I left feeling very tired. Well, and, and it feels like every little ridge on a scooter, it's like riding like this down the street. Every single bump you hit, like it, it, it was. It's not a comfortable ride, and yeah, I mean your your feet took took quite the beating. Uh, by the time you learn to ride a bicycle, you you shouldn't fall off. So I feel like that's a, a better mode of transportation. So, so this is all circling back to our topic du jour of the half hour, scooters making a big comeback. Brad, I know you have strong opinions on this. Do you want to just take us into what the well, trend is? So it's a company called Bird Canada, uh, and they have created dockless e-scooters, um, and they're trying to solve the commuter solution quote unquote across the country and this is something that has been implemented in a few cities down in the states their hopes are to have it here this month in Edmonton and down in Calgary it would add up to about 500 to 1000 scooters in each city I love the idea of adding another way to, to promote Transportation—it gets you out of your car. It gets you from out from taking the bus. But I just—I I have a concern about where the scooters are going to be left. That's my biggest issue: is five hundred to a thousand scooters. Where are they going to be placed in each neighborhood? Then, are they going to be returned properly? And that is likely a concern for the company as well because they don't want their scooters getting damaged, right? Okay, but consider how much fun you would have zipping around downtown on your e-scooter. In a perfect world, it sounds awesome. 
Yeah, it's true. Okay, Brad's still not, he's still not strongly on board with this, which is why I need to bring in a secondary voice. And that secondary voice is the CEO of Bird Canada, Stuart Lyons. Hi, Stuart. Thanks for your patience. How are you? Hi, guys. How are you doing? We're doing very well. Stuart, I think I just have to switch you over for one brief moment as we get some technical difficulties sorted out. But I will just start off by saying my thoughts on the e-scooter fad. I think it's great to help people who maybe don't have the physical stamina to pedal a scooter on their own. I think that that's going to be very beneficial to people who are not perhaps able-bodied enough to to transport. Is that is that an aspect of the invention that it, it's more accessible for everyone to get places quickly? quickly? Yeah, that, that's, that's a big part of it. Um, really, the, what the company uh, is trying to create is really uh, other options to get around, you know, congestion and, and short distance, what they call micromobility transportations. And scooters is sort of the initial form factor, and there's others that they're looking at as well. One others is, you know, for example, e-bikes and things like that, or, or other form factors that we're looking at, which might be more beneficial for, you know, climates in Canada, like Edmonton or Calgary or where, anywhere else in the country where there's snow and things like that. But, I mean, the idea really is, in, in downtown areas, going from point A to point B, typically just a few kilometers, it's not that easy necessarily to get around by foot sometimes, or it takes too long, or there's congestion, or um, you know Uber and Lyft, those kind of rideshare programs, sometimes add to the traffic, don't decrease the traffic. So this has become a viable uh, option for people. And, and now those scooters sort of to, to, to burst Brad's bubble, but there are many, there are now 120 markets in which Bird operates around the world. Um, you know, with all of which are operating relatively successfully. Uh, and we pretty much solved the whole clutter issue that he's referring to in that we now have teams of people that move the scooters around during the day and at night. Uh, we know where they all are because they're all GPS equipped and we have, you know, uh, algorithms that even will tell us where to put the scooters, where people are and things like that, and, and alongside public transit. So uh, we've more or less resolved that issue, but uh, it's just another way, you know, it's, they, 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 they'll clog, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be a group of scooters in an area, they'll, but they'll hopefully not impede people's, you know, pedestrian traffic and things like that. Stuart, by no means was I, was I trying to, <laughs> to go, go at the company or anything. I was just concerned about that and where they, they would be left. So that, that solves that for me. And I think that's fantastic that there's even an algorithm in place and a team out there to recover them and, and get them back, well, home, uh, properly but how would it look when it comes to actually accessing them i mean would i just go down to where they're docked do i do i have to is there any money involved is there a limit as to where i can take it how does that work yeah, those are all great questions so how it works is there's an app as, as there is with everything in our lives these days yeah. you download the app uh you have to put in credit card information or or prepaid you know if you don't have a credit card and you walk up to the scooter there's a qr code on the scooter you scan it and off you go um, and you can leave them wherever. There is a boundary typically set by most municipalities as to where they can operate. We haven't received word from Edmonton yet as to where they would, that would be yet, but they typically set up a, what they call a geofenced boundary in which the scooters can operate. When you kind of break that, it indicates to you, uh, you know, you, you've left the area, the operative, your operations area, and then the scooter will eventually slow down, and you can't, you can't sort of use the power again on the scooter, so it will eventually stop. Um, if you leave the area to bring it back to the area it's allowed to operate in. Stuart, are these uh, e-scooters allowed in the bike lanes or the road or the sidewalk? Where, where's their domain? Yeah, that's a great question. Lots of people have had sort of different takes on it. Um, they're, they're, they're probably best operated in the, in the bike lane. Um, some cities use sidewalks. Some don't use sidewalks. Some use road. But if you think about 
the way they operate, the speeds at which they travel, which is sort of comparable to bicycles. Um, the bike lane, you know, for, for a whole bunch of reasons, safety, speed, everything else is probably the, the best place. But that's just my opinion. There's, there's cities have different takes on it for different reasons, the way they want traffic to flow. And we've, we've, you know, around the, the world, the company has done different, different uh, techniques. Uh, Stuart, is there any concern about, uh, you know, the use of alcohol or, or marijuana prior to, to using one of these scooters? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, and I've been asked that question because, you know, because this topic is kind of, you know, hot and, and, and there, 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 there is, you know, sometimes people say, well, you know, look what happened in this, in this city. This person got an accident. And then when you read the details, the person was inebriated. So, um, and, and that's just a bad thing in general. It's a bad thing to do when you're walking, you know, riding a bike, driving a boat, you know, clearly, you know, uh, driving a car. So, you know, yes, that, 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 that can occur. It's certainly not something we endorse or condone or, 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 or are not trying to prevent. We're certainly trying to prevent that. Um, and that's just, you know, that's just poor behavior and poor choice. And, and, you know, and that requires a typical kind of education campaigns, which we have and, and the city will have to make sure that people don't do any activities that involves, you know, other people uh, well inebriated. So we're going to ask a little bit about Nashville. So they, they're now saying, I think we didn't put enough regulations in place. There was just so right. many scooters hitting the streets at one time. How are, how are we maybe hoping to, to, to have not a similar event happen in Edmonton with our city council? Yeah, so that was the one I was, that was the example. So that issue, they think got out of hand there and then someone was injured and that was because of inebriation. So yes, that's a terrible thing. And certainly that's, a, you know, unfortunate and uh, something we obviously won't obviously want to prevent, but the person was inebriated, which is just, you know, very poor uh, decision-making. But on top of that, yes, you know, in some of these earlier markets like Nashville, they didn't have the regulations in place um, and they didn't have all this thought to, uh, put out and they weren't moving the scooters around. Now, now that's all in place. And that's a bit of a, I think the national situation is, you know, from what I understand is calmed down now. And that was sort of a bit of a knee-jerk reaction based on, um, on what I said earlier in terms of an accident occurring. But um, if anything, you know, Calgary, Edmonton, you know, the Alberta markets, other markets around Canada are, are well, uh, they're, they're probably even, if anything, going the other way. Where there, there's a lot of regulation and even some, you know, some, uh, some hurdles, you know, we have to get through. Uh, to get launched so there, there's a lot of you know there's a it's like a 60 page application to operate in calgary for example and there's everything from where you can operate to helmet rules and and where they can be stored it, it's actually well regulated now because now as i said now that it's been, it's been in 120 markets the, the knowledge is there the lessons that learned have started to be shared and now you know the good thing the good news is as we always say as canadians sometimes we're a little conservative but that has its benefits right certainly had its benefits in certain in other areas and having its benefits here as well and that We've learned the lessons, and the regulations coming out of the Canadian cities are are well informed, and they're they're well thought through. Uh, and if anything, they're <laughs> they're well regulated as opposed to less regulated. And Stuart, before we let you go, tell me about the fun side. I mean, when I hop on one of these things, what's my experience going to be like? How fast can I go? So they're typically electronically governed. We, you know, in certain cities, it's usually between twenty and thirty kilometers an hour. So typically around the same speed as a bicycle. Um, they're super fun. I mean, I'll, I'll have to bring it by the studio uh, when we get closer to launch time at Edmonton, so you guys can try one out. But they're they're a lot of fun. They're easy to ride. The the, the scooters that we have are actually purpose built for Bird. They're designed in uh, by Bird in California, uh, built in China, and then uh, we we operate them here in Canada. And uh, those scooters are they're they're like industrial grade. They're not the kind of they're not like your Razor scooter. Can't promise they won't hurt your shins if they if you bang into it, but. 
but uh, they're they're like industrial grade. They have a sort of wider floorboard, and they're they're longer, and they're and they're just sturdier and easier to ride. So um, you'll try them out. You'll think they're great. We we really haven't had uh, a whole lot of uh, of uh, negative feedback. It's really just been you know a, a really positive experience so far. And Stuart, when could these hit the streets? So um, uh, Edmonton City Council is working on it. Uh, they're, they're doing a great job, but we anticipate it going before council the middle of uh, July. And then depending on council's feedback, we're hoping to get it going pretty soon thereafter. I'm, I'm hoping by the end of the month, maybe earlier, um, but we've got to make, got to get use of that, uh, of the, of the, the Edmonton summer. Although we have had a lot of rain. I, I was in Edmonton a couple times the last couple of weeks. It was uh, some cold rain. That's okay, but it's going to pass. I know it's going to pass. We're going to get a nice Edmonton summers shortly, and uh, hopefully we'll have the scooters on the road for that. And then Brad Whisker and I are going to take you up on the Bird Canada e-scooter offer of spin them by the studio. We're going to be Absolutely. zipping around here. Thank you for your time, Stuart. Have a great day. You too. Take care, guys. Appreciate it. Brad, if a, if a scooter comes to studio, you're riding it. Absolutely. We were talking e-scooters with the CEO of Bird Canada, Stuart Lyons. This is Morgan Black and Brad Whisker joining you for your Friday afternoon commute, sit down on the couch because you got home early. I don't know where you're at. Uh, a lot of you are flooding our text line 630-630 talking to us about what your childhood mode of transportation was. My friends and I zipped around, a uh, Red Deer listener says, on quads and dirt bikes. Some of us lived in a small town, the rest of us lived in the country, so motorbikes, that was it. Did you ever, have you ever ridden, rode on a motorbike? Yeah, motorbike, quad, snowmobile. I've never been on one before. No. I'm a little afraid of their power. I think an e-scooter is like right up my alley of... 20 to 30 kilometers an hour is your, your best pace. I mean, like not if I'm in a car, but... Well, I hope not. <laughs> well, if I'm in a school zone, I'll go 30K. Oh, that's, There's no don't shame. Don't open up that can of worms on a Friday afternoon. Okay, fine. I mean, I do follow the speed limit. That's When good. a speed limit is posted, that's the speed I go, mostly. Uh, Edmonton listener says, I used to roller skate everywhere. Nice. I was scared of breaking my wrists. On rollerblades? Yeah. My oh, mom yeah. My mom like brought that up one time. She was like, always wear those because you could break your wrists. And then I was like, every time I strap in, I was like, oh, gosh. Oh, when, I was, when I was younger, the, uh, the trend for a while was they had the hockey, the hockey boot and then just the wheels underneath. So it was like wearing hockey skates. So that was sort of the cool pair of rollerblades to wear back Ooh. then. Yeah. That is, well, you were such a cool child. Oh yeah, thriving. You were, you were the envy of everyone in your in your neighborhood. I was just lucky growing up, having a lot of people in the neighborhood that played hockey and, and rollerbladed and and all that sort of stuff. It's it's fun when you're when you're a kid and you get to get outside every single day and enjoy the summer summer vacation right from school. It's uh, it's the best time of the year it's when you're true. a kid. I feel like we we should implement some kind of summer vacation for adults where we all... Those are weekends. Maybe we just all take off all for the month. That We all kind of like split it up. Like some of us can have June. Some of us can have July. Some of us can have August. I don't think I need three months. Oh, my dad was lucky enough in his career, later on in his career, where it was him and his partner who ran the certain division at, at his office. And in the summer, one would take July and the other would get to take August, the, the entire month off. Oh, that is glorious. I know. Goals. I was, I was jealous after summer vacation just meant, 
oh, it's time to go to work full time in July <laughs> and August to make money for the school year. It was kind of it was it was kind of a weird thing you don't think about as a kid because especially if you if I have a few friends whose parents were teachers and so they were just used to their their parents like being around in the summer and then they grew up and all of a sudden they were like oh this is not this is not a normal adult no. thing it's just the no, and I'm glad my parents worked a lot when I was off in the summer when I was a teenager. It was nice to have the house to yourself okay, for Okay, a little insight into the rebellious life of Brad Whisker. That's right. You were uh, you were just storming around on your well, sorry. What were they? The rollers? Not well, roller they were skates. they were rollerblades. They were just they just had the actual like the hockey boot. They were still just your standard rollerblades. Strolling around in your cool rollerblades, listener listeners picking up on your uh, cool kid vibes. Women wanted Brad, and the men wanted to be Brad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I appreciate the compliment, but I'll I'll roll with it. I just don't think that was always the case. Great jokes coming out of Brad Whisker this afternoon.